The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. Hello, fellow mystics. Welcome to The Open Door. This is the online voice of The Summit Lighthouse, where we publish promote and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Hello, Sid. want everybody Hello. to know that Sid is uh, phoning it in from a different time zone today. So we hope that it's... Uh, <laughs> the Lone Star State. The Lone Star State. There you go. Well, you know, I, I want to kind of set this one up today because we have a lot to cover and, you know, whether we know it or not, our, our actions, and by our actions, an example, we are constantly teaching others. In other words, you know, people are watching, and what they see may inspire them to reach for the light, to want what we seem to have. You know, and when we truly awaken to the light within, we become a magnet, both for more light and, unfortunately, for those who would like to steal our light. So we'll concentrate for the moment on the positive magnet light part. <laughs> and here's why. When we cross paths with other people, some but not all will tune into our light. And at some level, conscious or otherwise, they will feel the same magnetic pull of light that we have experienced, which will awaken within them a natural desire to experience the light as we have it. So in this way, we become by choice or default teachers. And so it behooves us to make sure the example we set the light we share is of the highest and purest quality. So in other words, understanding that we are always teaching, whether by conscious design or unconscious example, we should make sure that what we are teaching carries the highest and purest vibration. And I would say this probably and perfectly describes the teachings of the Ascended Masters. So let's start there. I think that the concept of vibration is one that we've spoken of many times, that by our example, translated through the vibration of our light and our energy, we influence others whether we know it or not. Well, what is it? You may know, Tom, is it what percent of communication is nonverbal? Is it 90% or close to it anyway? In other words, <clears throat> and that's a worldly perspective. People take an auric reading of us. Of, we take an auric reading of everybody. And, you know, first impressions are important ones. And if you feel a negative response to someone's aura, there may be a reason for that. And conversely, if people are suddenly attracted to you not as a human personality but as a as a focus and an instrument of light then they're looking for something and and most people are at inner levels if you will maybe it's not conscious are looking for something and some obviously very much on the outer but the key for us being a beacon of light is to know that god is the light within us it's not our human personality it's not our power it's nothing it's our ability to hold that light that is a magnet to other people you know, we, we made this distinction uh, a few months ago, and we basically were saying that many of us are not seekers any longer, and many of the people listening to our program are not seekers either. They're finders. They've made the transition from looking for something to having found it, and now what do they do with it? And, you know, we've talked before about the fact that while it may be uh, a little bit stern in some ways, there is an obligation that we carry when we have the light to make sure that it is transmitted and translated as properly and as purely as possible. So that again, by our example, by our fruits, shall we be known. 
And by the same token, those who do not have that same level of light or the accomplishment or desire, by their fruits, we'll know them as well. So that by you know, setting this example, we are basically showing people a way, a pathway, if you will, that leads ultimately to where we want to go, which is the ascension. And, and that's not a human perfection, obviously. You know, we're all human beings with our human foibles and so forth. But what is the vibration of the aura? I remember when I first found the teachings of Senate Masters, I, uh, I didn't quite get it, to tell you the truth. But there was something there, obviously, that was a draw to me, both in the messengers and the people there. And I looked at the staff, and I said, you know, I don't know what they got, but I want to be like them. There was <laughs> yeah. refinement in their auras. And I wouldn't even call it that time, but there was something about them that, that you know, they were doing something right. And obviously what I saw whether I realize it in outer way or not, was the light of the masters. And the, the people that are able to hold that light in harmony, hold it in humility, then become that great magnet. And it inspires other people to come up higher. Indeed. And, and it kind of raises a question again in my mind, and again, this is kind of a hard one maybe to answer, but what percentage of people do you think have the ability, not less than that, the willingness to see what we have and to want to emulate it, to want to follow it, to want to acquire it. We, I mean, you know, we're talking about how, how much of communication is nonverbal. How much, how, what percentage of our awareness is attuned to this level of vibration? You want to hazard a guess? Well, no, I, I, would, I wouldn't. <laughs> I would well, say this, is that I don't it think doesn't it's majority. matter. You know, it's like... Um, we scatter the seed, and I was it Paul said, uh, you know, Apollo watereth and God bring forth the fruit. So we can't know who out there is ready to be on the path of their ascension and who is just ready for an introduction, shall we say, to the teaching of the Santa Masters in terms of vibration. And that may be all that they need for that lifetime. So we don't make that judgment uh, in terms of who's ready and who's not ready. Obviously, when people are interested and ready, we want to be able to provide that, that the teaching and the light. And I think it's illumination that is most important, because you can sense light here. And I, plenty of people have come to this organization and sense light there, but they didn't want to make the effort. It was just too much for them. They'd rather go off and do their thing. So it's not only the recognition of the light, but it's the desire to become that light, even though you may not say it in that way. What's the first step I take to get closer to God, closer to my path that will take me homeward? And that is the vibration you're looking for. And conversely, if you don't have that vibration or if you're... Uh, I mean, there are some people who have taken this teaching of the Son of Masters and used them for their own personal gain, that they would be thought wise among men and started their own little organizations and so forth. Well, I think we all understand that's not the way to go, because humility and light and love are the only ways to receive that light from God and to be that instrument of God. And I think as we'll hear in the, the lecture excerpt today from Mrs. Prophet, you know, it's not about us, and I think that's key. It's about God and about his precious souls, and making ourselves instruments of that light and not looking for the personal glory, if you will, or acclaim, other than the privilege of serving God and serving souls. Well, I, and I do hear you, and I think I want to go back to the point I wanted to make a moment ago when I was talking about percentages. What I'm really talking about is the elect, if you will, and not to make us feel special or use any element of pride in this uh, distinction. What I'm trying to say is that it's taken us perhaps... 100,000 lifetimes to get from point A to point B, and that the fact that we're here now in this moment is a precious opportunity, and that the light is there for our taking, and we've, we've, we've thanked 
those of you who listen into the show profusely and, and genuinely for being here now because there's no accidents. But I think that the relatively few people who are following this path now is an indication perhaps of how, I wouldn't say difficult it is. I know we like to joke about that at the end of the show, but I think really in, in reality, it's a path that takes some finding, some attunement, some discernment, some determination, some discrimination to get to. So that's just the point I want to make is that it is not automatic. It's not easy necessarily. It's not simple. Snap one, two, three. This takes some conscious promotion, some conscious focus. Well, it also, you know, Although it's, I a, think it's, well, it's a major, it's a major commitment to the soul. In other words, uh, if a soul is exposed to someone who is emulating these teachings and living this lifestyle, um, you know, at the, at the soul level, er, everyone basically is able to read what's going on with somebody else, but they have to make a conscious decision to, to want to be like that. In other words, you, they might be saying to themselves on the inner, boy, I don't know that, uh, you know, I'm going to have to change a lot of things in order to be able to do that or yeah. be like that. It's and, a commitment. And it, it's a commitment. And a lot of people may not have that commitment, although they recognize what's going on with yeah. you. That's a great point, Terry. Yeah. Well, well, you know, Mrs. Prophet makes a point today, you know, she says in her talk, she said that the spiritual path is actually easier than the mater- path of materialism. I know. I and that's that what too. people don't realize. They think of the spiritual path of one of denial. And um, <laughs> the, the reverse is true. It's a path of great abundance from spiritually and otherwise. And, and so, you know, I think the, what the, the negative forces out there will try and say, oh, you, you know, there's, it's so hard. There's so many things you have to change. You know what? God meets you where you're at. And you can make an incremental change. You don't have to change everything day one. You make changes as you are ready to make changes. And I think that's the beauty of this path, because surrender is incremental. You know, I mean, um, some things are easy to give up. Other things take a little longer. God understands that. And so what he is important to him is that you're making a sincere and honest effort. So don't let the, your lifestyle choices you have now be a detriment to, uh, to moving forward on the spiritual path. When you are ready to move on, you'll drop those things which you don't need anymore. It's as simple as that. And if yeah. you have that sincere desire for God to lead you, don't sweat the small stuff right now. Just take that first step. <laughs> I'm, I'm, hearing, I'm hearing the words of my mother. You know, if you're hanging out with the Ascended Masters, she used to say, you know, Terry, you're known by the company you keep. Yeah. <laughs> which is a great point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the, the company we keep... And again, not to put too grand a point on this, but we become, in effect, disciples of the light, disciples of the word. By that commitment that you were talking about, Terry, we are making a conscious choice, whether we're fully aware of it in the outer or not, to become, in effect, an example for others to follow. Right. And this discipleship is something that we'll be hearing Mrs. Prophet speak about at great length later on today, because this is really the concept we're trying to promote right now, is that by this example that we lead we're basically showing ourselves to be exemplars, right? Of we're putting on the teachings, and we're demonstrating yeah. we're, we're demonstrating a willingness to surrender to God and to His holy purposes, and that's also a very good example to set. Because you know, you see the very spiritually advanced people on this planet, the saints and others, and so forth. They may have a tough lot in the physical, but they would never turn back because they have the bliss of God that goes along with the other things they're doing. So um, it's really the sacrifice 
is giving up the spiritual path for the material one. That's real sacrifice. Yeah. Oh, boy, it is. And, you know, if you wouldn't mind repeating the point you made earlier, because it is going to be heard by people who listen to the segment coming up. But the fact that, the you know, Mrs. Prophet says the physical material path is actually harder than the spiritual path. Would you mind amplifying on that a little bit more? Because I think that's a great point. Well, I, I mean, I think look at look at it this way: What do you have to do to become materially successful? I mean, I mean, that's a good question. In other words, you have to compromise who you are and your values to do that, and not that's not necessarily true because many people become well-to-do by adhering to the to their integrity and honor. But what kind of world are you in out there? It's a pretty rough world out there. And again, who do you associate with? You know, do you have to cut corners? I mean, I used to be in banking for many years, and I had some, some clients that were extremely wealthy in the hundreds of millions of dollars. And I could tell you, they did not get there by being nice people. Um, <laughs> they, everything they did was quote-unquote legal, but you don't amass typically that kind of fortune without um, doing some things that, that maybe aren't good for your soul. So, you, you know, it's like, look around. You have to buy the latest model Mercedes or something. Well, Three months later, it's no longer the latest model. Somebody has a better car than you. In other words, it's a never-ending battle. You never win. And so, um, whereas the spiritual path, you do win. And it's accumulation of light and love and victory. And it, it gives you, you know, a, a peace beyond all comprehension, especially as you get to the end of your lifetime. What have I done? Every moment spent pursuing God is the golden time that you'll honor. Well, and hopefully we get there, we'll find that we were good disciples. Well, we've, we've got to take a break right now. When we return, uh, we'll hear an excerpt from a lecture on discipleship, on becoming the Word and sharing it with others. Don't go away. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face, and their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. 
For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you for staying with us on The Open Door today. Talking about leading by example, spreading the word by our vibration, not necessarily by our words, becoming in effect disciples of the word. In the following lecture excerpt, Elizabeth Clare Prophet talks about the fundamentals that everyone who should know about being an example and who desires to put on their Christ consciousness, how they should go about doing just that. Here's more. The Corona class lessons were originally dictated, quote, for those who would teach men the way, unquote. And from the standpoint of the world teachers, Jesus and Kathumi, these are the fundamentals that everyone who would be a teacher in God's name must know and know very well. Know in the sense of shedding the snakeskin and putting on the new consciousness. The greatest single block to effective decree work is retaining an altercation with God. Now you might say to yourself first off why I have no altercations with God. I have no disagreements with God. I've made my peace with Him. But you see, if you have an unresolved point of disagreement with the law or with the masters or with your own Christ self, it is a standing altercation and it might have been there a thousand years, but it prevents this transcending of oneself that we experience in the giving of the heart, head, and hand decrees. You cannot change garments. You cannot accelerate unless you go to the point of that misqualified substance in the electronic belt and release it. Well, you cannot release all things at once, and so in the course of our sacred labor in our community on a day-to-day basis, we encounter ourselves through people and circumstances and the descent of our own karma. And when we do so, we are always making a decision to the right or to the left. We're saying yes or we're saying no. We're saying I agree or I disagree. And so in a sense, every single day is an opportunity to choose whether we will retain our walk with God in the right path or we will take the left-handed path because this is the one thing that we will not be turned around on. We will not accept this particular correction, this particular redefinition of selfhood, and so forth. So when you feel yourself coming to that encounter where something very fundamental, fundamental as the carnal mind or the lower mental body does not want to give in, you know that two things are needed. A teaching is needed. Illumination on the why is so very important to our hearts. And I have never seen such an abundant teaching of answers to questions we've been asking for centuries, as in the lore of the Ascended Master's works. And secondly, you need the violet flame to consume the habit or the coil of the record. And thirdly, you need the will 
to assimilate both. The will to change is a tremendous need on the path. So the topic of this series of Pearls of Wisdom is discipleship. It's very exciting to enter into this path of Jesus and Kathumi and to understand how we can improve our discipleship. The first pearl is from Jesus. Kuthumi and I shall now speak on discipleship. Kings and princes may dwell in marble halls and sleep well guarded throughout this mortal life. But the true disciple lives not so much to be protected as to himself guard the eternal truths of the Heavenly Father from any and all desecrations. Let the words watch and pray be remembered today for peril in the form of karma, individual and worldwide, still stalks the earth and will remain until the last victory is won for all. By daily service to the light, much transmutation occurs and the business of serving God moves forward. The advancing of freedom for love of God and man is definitely the aim of many sincere people, but few are they who can attain true discipleship. Our purpose in the current series of Corona class instruction for those who would teach others the way and themselves find greater illumination and avenues of service is to bring the brilliance of God illumination into play upon the sacred pages of men's lives so that the bread that comes down from heaven may be on earth the living word. First and foremost, the would-be disciple must learn to forget that his own personal identity is important. He must live to remember that God's thought about him is greatly to be esteemed. How wasteful are the energies dissipated daily in defense of the personal self with all of its whimsical characterizations. Beloved Saint Germain, as Francis Bacon declared, all the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players. They have their exits and their entrances and one man in his time plays many parts. I think we should savor for a moment the direction to place the untransmuted self, the lower self, in its proper position in our treasure chest or on our shelf where we keep our treasures, kind of at the low shelf, and place high up on this shelf God's thoughts about us. I have seen that people are far more concerned about what other people think of them and have really no concern whatsoever about God's assessment of them. I have always found that I have desired to please God and I have been very concerned, as David was, as to whether or not my offering would be acceptable. I am concerned on a daily basis. How I conduct myself, what I say to people, the job that I do, is this acceptable to God 
and to the friends of light he's given to me, to El Moria, to Lanello, to Kathumi. And I listen with a great intensity in the inner recesses of my being to feel a sense of God's measuring rod upon me as to whether or not what I am doing or the work that I am publishing is acceptable. I think it's a very important exercise of the heart and the soul. And we need to have our own measuring rod to understand how God measures us. And I always think, does it bear fruit? Does it help people? Will it further the word? Will people be blessed? Will there be more love in the world? Will the cause be better served? How does this meet the requirements of the hour, the most important needs of the planet and the chilas specifically? I think you ought to think about it once a day. How does God esteem me? What does my mighty I am presence think about what I am doing? Am I fooling myself? Does the presence really approve of this project? Or am I making so much noise talking about it and telling everyone else about it that I haven't stopped to hear just what God thinks about it? The defense of the personal self must be put aside. I can assure you that it is a great temptation to defend oneself in the face of gossip and the maligning of one's person and the speaking of untruths. The great example we have from Jesus is that before Pilate, he offered no defense at his accusers. I've thought about that many times. I've personally found that it would be selfish of me to enter into the defense of myself or my organization or my teachings or my chilas because it takes time. And the time I spend doing it, I am not publishing the word and the teachings which I promised Lanello in the hour of his ascension I would live to do until it is completed. But I know the temptation because one can tend to be burdened knowing that many people believe things about one which are not true. But it must be laid to rest the concern of the personal defense, the defense of the ego, the defense of one's personality, rather than the taking care that this body temple is a fitting place for the dwelling of Christ. Now that is another point to put on your list. If it is first in the series, it must be very important. It must be that if we don't get to the very bottom of this point, that it will eclipse the path. And surely, over-concern has led to an entire society of people more interested in how they look, what they say, what they're wearing, and what people think of them. In fact, it's a never-ending game. People spend all of their lives making sure that people think well of them. So disciples spend all of their lives pleasing God and giving the acceptable offering and letting him be the judge. Letting him be the judge. You know, a number of questions are raised in that excerpt that I'd like to take a minute or two to kind of develop if we can before we go to break. And one of them is that uh, we're always deciding yes or no. And what stops us from saying yes? You know, do we have an altercation with God? Uh, that's one of the questions that uh, Mrs. Prophet raised at the very, the very beginning. And the other one was also very, I think, telling. Was in the universe of critical questions, here's this one. Is this acceptable to God? 
So let's just kind of branch off on those two right well, now. Well, I, I think that's that's a great point because you know, do we are we concerned what God thinks about us? And of course, in the traditional Christian perspective, God thinks we're worthless sinners. You know, that's why He had to send His Son. So you know, it's not hard to have low self-esteem when you hear that all the time. So understanding we are sons and daughters of God, we have the light within us, and so therefore we should be concerned about how we're using that light and what we're doing. And again, don't set your expectations for perfection, uh, you know, beyond the perfection of God within you, because you can't attain that. But what you can attain is progress, commitment, and love. And I think that's what you know, looking for when you come to the why and the path. You know, do you go the left-handed path or the right-handed path? And, of course, we have whys every single day of our lives. There's bigger ones, but we have them every day. And I think, you know, the key is how much do we love? Do we love God enough that we're willing to change? I mean, yes. that's very core to the spiritual path. Are we willing to let go of those things that aren't real within us? They may be comfortable. They may be pleasing. You know, the adulation of people for certain attainments, et cetera, et cetera. But if you want that, you can't have God. It's as simple as that. So the willingness to change, it will help you. And when you reach that why every day, what you say and what you do. And it, it becomes easier, believe it or not, as you go on. When you accept that, you surrender and you trust God. So we have to have that willingness because we face those whys every single day of our lives. Yes, indeed. And what do you think about the idea that we may have an unconscious altercation with God? Boy, that's something, isn't it? That's why we need to be on our knees, especially if we don't know about it. Because what happens is, sometimes we blame God, you know, um, something that happened in another embodiment we may not be aware of. Maybe you had a loved one that died prematurely, and you felt anger or something at God for taking them. Or, Or who knows what it could be. So you have to forgive God. I mean, that's an interesting concept, but you have to forgive yourself, and you have to forgive God. And then you can move on and ask God to show you if we need to do anything to remove these blocks, because... You know, people have disagreements with God. It does happen. (laughs) It it does happen. Well, we've got to take a break. uh, But coming up, what is the enemy of everyone who strives to put on the Christ and carry this example to others? Please stay with us. Back in a moment. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. 
They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back today on The Open Door. We're talking about leading by example, putting on the light, putting on the teachings, and saying yes to God. Now, one enemy of all those who aspire to a higher walk with God and to put on their Christhood is discord. Here's more. The next point is overcoming every discordant manifestation. You cannot be used even as a representative of your Christ self if you are not dedicated to eliminating discord of every kind. The worst kind is the subtle kind, the kind that vibrates as irritation or just a little bit of self-pity or just a little bit of this and that where it is not enough to even be noticed consciously by oneself. One can have a critical mind and not even know that one has a critical mind. So the objective assessment of every discordant manifestation and the systematic elimination of it because it is unreal. Discord vibrates in time and space. It vibrates in this particular span that you want to get out of. And so it is the greatest enemy of the disciple because unfortunately engaging in it lowers your vibration and you get unplugged from your Christ self so very quickly and you go back to the old habit pattern of functioning mentally, functioning with the drive of the human will, functioning with the particular patterns of the human personality. And it is so easy to do that And sometimes it takes a while to withdraw again into that Christ-commanding presence. I am certain that for a man or woman accustomed to the ordinary human way of living, the road leading to discipleship may at first seem strange or difficult. But many who have yearned with a burning heart to know the nearness of God will find it even less difficult than materialism. All will find the reward beyond compare at the journey's end. My statement, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, must be applied to understanding God's law through living as a son of God. Living by material standards, no matter how high, cannot possibly connect 
our disciples with the pure vibration of spiritual compassion which so reveres the word of God that every moment is perceived as an opportunity to stand forth as a living example, a living revelator of God. Interpreting God unto man not through the vanity of earthly ideas or even the grandeur of cultured prose, but through living as a divine embodiment here and now. When we are disciples, we realize that there is a journey's end that we will take the alpha thrust and the omega return and one day there will be an end to the finite existence. That realization becomes the background for the mind set or the mind discipline which is the determination to be a divine embodiment here and now and to know that it is possible. Procrastination is the most deadly enemy of the disciple we don't even know it is a part of us. We think in terms of how we will be when we get there. How we will be when we have that attainment that we're working toward that will come to us someday in the future. It's a terrible, terrible disease of the human consciousness. The nowness of the divine incarnation is something we have to walk with all the time. And we have to have the sense of appreciation of what the divinity in us is, which is why you must write down the characteristics of how you feel in the presence of your Christ self. To get to know your own divinity and to define that incarnation is fundamental to discipleship. The concept of man is a son of God and a divine manifestation is a part of the high calling extended to everyone who cometh into the world. But few there be that have found it and so each such a would-be disciple must esteem themselves to be worthy of God in order to anchor themselves in the great law which will then walk the earth through them. Esteem yourself to be worthy of God. I am worthy of God. I am worthy of God. I am a divine incarnation here and now. I am a divine incarnation here and now. This we acknowledge in order to be able to anchor within ourselves the great law and to anchor ourselves in the great law. And then the great law, which is your I am presence, will walk the earth through you. That is the only thing we really want in life. Really want. And if we will stop feeding that expensive gasoline that comes down the crystal cord into other people's gas tanks of desiring other things, We'll have all of the fuel that is our daily allotment from our I am presence to realize what we want most. To have the great law of our I am presence walk the earth through us and right this planet and set the children of the light on the path and bind the fallen ones who would trip them when they enter that path. That's all we really want. And everything else 
is simply an assist to get us there. All you really want is to walk the earth as the embodiment of the I Am Presence because it's the only thing that will help the world. And you must remind yourself, whatever job you are doing, I am doing this as a means to an end and not an end in itself. I am doing this task so that my mighty I Am Presence will walk the earth through me. Through realizing that man made in God's image is not a sinful creature, but a divine being, they are able to discern the Lord's body. My words to Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? were designed to teach my apostle and many other disciples that should follow that learning to love God first and more than all else is a prerequisite to discipleship. If you love God first and foremost, you will not crumble when someone takes from you your belief system or whatever you have said, this is mine, I possess it. Loving God first can never be known by you until the day when something else is taken from you and you must still survive. Above all, keepers of the flame are survivors. But you know it is Maya. It's like the illusion that Mark Prophet was taken from us on February 26, 1973. It's a strong delusion, death, but it is not real. And in the moment of facing it fair and square, you survive because you love God more. It's good to have dress rehearsals for life's tragedies and triumphs because you can lose the cup of victory by not loving God more than your victory. And you can dash that cup by a moment of indiscretion. Summarizing early requirements, let me say, put aside the desires of feeling important and cultivate the thought that will let your own God presence exalt you in due time. Avoid discharging your energy in fruitless self-defense, committing your entire protection to the great masters and cosmic beings while exercising common sense by courageously walking wisdom's way before men. Choose the better parts, the burning heart of a seeker. Learn to live to outpicture the words of God daily by discerning his body, the spirit of grace and glory. And then follow that love wherever it may lead you. Wherever it may lead you. You know, there's so much in that. It's, uh, don't try to break it all down. But, you know, one of the things I like to offer before we go to break, kind of a synthesis of what uh, points were being made at the beginning of that segment, that discord in all forms lowers vibration and that this interferes with the, our goal and purpose, which is to know the nearness and nowness of God personally and directly. Yeah, in other words, that discord isn't something you want to deposit into your causal body. No, not at all. And so it, it requires the... <laughs> well, it can't get there, Terry, that's for sure. That's right. <laughs> It'll never make it past the Christ self. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, I think this understanding that, and this is not what you're going to hear in the world, obviously, especially the subtle aspects of these things. No one is ever telling you you can't have subtle irritation, but it's a sign of mastery. And I think you think of it this way. If you want your Christ self to guide you, and I think that is a desirable thing, to have God direct you and guide you in all things, then you have to be willing to get, we have to be willing to give up those things. Because once we enter into that vibration, your Christ self withdraws from you. And as Mrs. Prophet said, your, your old mental body, your mind takes over, which is never going to get you to heaven. So no. it's worth working on these things. And the more you have that vibration of peace and harmony, um, the more your Christ self can be with you. And I think it's, it's not impossible. You do it incrementally. And I think it's kind of a, a challenge to work on these things, to look at them, to get rid of them, and then have a sense of victory about it. You know, we're going to make mistakes from the day we leave this planet, but we can make fewer mistakes, and we can also be more of the presence of our God self so that we won't make those mistakes. So Indeed. that's why it's worth the effort. That's why it's worth the effort. Well, we've got to take a break right now. When we come back, we'll talk about putting aside feelings of being important. Stay with us back in a moment. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. You know, in our last segment, the idea was put forth that we must put aside feelings of being important. Let's kind of discuss that a bit, feeling important. You know, I think one part of that is people don't know who they are. And so if they don't have an inner sense of their importance in God, they, of course, look for outer acclaim. And you see many of the, quote-unquote, movie stars um, around the planet this hour. What, what do they want? They want the adulation of other people. And, of course, some of the movie stars have no light of their own, so they have to get it from other people. But as sons and daughters of God, when we acknowledge and understand the presence of God within us, that's all the importance we need in this world. And as we seek importance of our human consciousness, or as Jesus says, those that do their good deeds in public or, or fast in public, they've already gotten their reward. We do these things in secret, and we give God the glory for all things, because we use God's energy to do everything, so 
you know, God should get the glory for these things. It's a, it's a shift. It's a shift in consciousness. It doesn't mean you don't go do a good job at what you're doing. I mean, if you've got a job, you've got to please your employer. You've got to do a good job. But, you, you know, you can do that to the glory of God and not to your own ego, so to speak. You want, we want to practice excellence because it's the way of God. It's the, it's, the, it's the way of the ascended masters. And so the world will see that excellence, maybe not at a spiritual level, but at a physical level, and they'll honor that. But we have to make sure that we honor God and not take that acclaim to ourselves, because the sense of pride in the self has taken more spiritual people down than almost anything else. We have to acknowledge that God is the doer, that God gets the glory, because it's very difficult. And there can people with great attainment spiritually that haven't given up that last increment of pride, and it prevents them from taking that leap to becoming an adept on the path. And it's withheld for them because they still have elements of pride. So it's a balance. It's a balancing act. But, but it's possible to do. It's possible to do. And, you know, in terms of balance, not to be misconstrued is that there's no halfway when it comes to excellence. That, you know, between human and divine, we can't straddle the fence. We can't have it both ways. You can't serve two masters. And um, so everything you do, do to the glory of God. And that's why we should be, whatever your field of work or study, we should be experts in it, because that's where God has placed it, or our karma has placed us. So therefore, we want to be representative of the excellence that we know God within us is. And yeah. so again, it changes your goals in life, you know, the quote-unquote big promotion, or the big, you know, I mean, money is convenient, I admit that, but it can't be the, the goal of everything. So putting God first, and I think Mrs. Prophet or, or Jesus in that excerpt that was read talked about we have to demonstrate we love God first. I mean, that's, that's the first commandment. God must come first, and it doesn't take away of your love for your family or other people, but you acknowledge God as the source of all, not only of life, but of everything we do, and that allows us then to be the greater instrument of God to help other people. Indeed. It also you know, gets us home to God. Yeah, and I was just thinking, you know, uh, the old statement, you know, any job worth doing is worth doing right. And so um, that's that's something that we need to think about. Um, I don't know, that might be a little bit of a sidebar, but I was also thinking during the break, we were talking about the fashion industry and Mrs. Prophet said that, you know, it's it's appropriate for women to wear makeup and and be presentable, uh, be presentable and, and to, to look nice and one thing or another. But there's such a thing as going overboard and, you know, look at me. How do you like my new outfit? You know, and and so many of the teens, for instance, you know, are, are you know, showing up at school with the, the latest and the greatest. And I don't know. Um I don't want to be extreme in my statement, but, <laughs> you know, okay. there's a middle ground there. Well, you know, one well, of the questions... Again, it goes back to identity, I think, Terry. You know, do, do the teens know who they are? I mean, for the most part, they don't, because no one's told them. Right. And and right. that's why this search for identity becomes so strong, and the, the, the importance of peer relationships, because they haven't been shown or understand how to feel that presence of God within them. That is the great comfort and the great light. So what was that Mrs. Proper talked about for the three things? One was um, a teaching. So you understand where you're at. You're understanding what you need to do. And then you need the violet flame to transmute all records or pain or loss or errors that we have. And what's the third one, Tom? Will. You need will. You need the will to change. Will. That's right. And that's key. If you don't have the will, you know, think of the name William. Will I am. God in me is willing <laughs> 
to, to <laughs> change, to fight this fight, to do this battle. You have to have the fire of the will within you. And if you don't have it, you can call for it. Call for the will of God. Call for your, every cell and atom of your being to be aligned with the will of God. For the, the, the will of God is a fire. It's intense. It's powerful. It's strong. And it will give you that strength to go out and tackle those things. You know, I think when we find the teachings of Ascended Masters, we get very excited about it, and rightly so. Yeah. But we can't forget we have unfinished business. And what's and it going to take to deal with that unfinished business? Illumination, in terms of the teaching, the violet flame, and the will. You know, it's like the fighter that's knocked down to the count of ten. Is he going to lay there, or is he going to get up? We have to get up every time, and if we get up every time, no matter if it takes 11 or 12 on the count, we're going to make our ascension. So that's the combination that will get us home. Yeah, I was just thinking that, you know, the will of God is not a struggle. Once you start doing the will of God, it's it's all the the other stuff that's anti the will of God that really was the struggle. Indeed. But it it's felt far easier to be yeah. in alignment with the will of God than to go against it. I mean, that's common sense. But you have to be willing to trust God that he'll lead you where you need to go. And that God loves you. God is not a tyrant. And he knows where you're at, and he will take you by the hand if you're willing to go. You know, i got to share with you, I just had a, a, a flashback to uh, when I was confirmed in the, in the Catholic Church. My confirmation name that I chose was William. Ooh, good for you. <laughs> Will of God, you just I gave am. me a whole other reason to, to understand why I perhaps chose that, even though I didn't choose it consciously. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I want to, before we go, before we end the show today, there's another interesting question that Mrs. Prophet raised, a concept that I don't think everybody tunes into very often, but it would be a good thing to do. And that was the question she said, how does God measure us? <laughs> you know, this whole thing about to what level and degree of esteem do we hold that level of ourselves, our inner, our I am presence, perhaps our Christ self, but as we do whatever we do, making the choices that we make, how does God measure the fruits of our Vibration, well, the fruits I, of our actions. I think it ties in with a little bit with what I said was a sidebar. With if a job is is worth doing, it's worth doing right. Yeah. And so God is watching us. Is he or she doing the best and the most right thing that they think is proper right now? Even though you might make a mistake. Okay. And yeah. even if that's if your motivation is doing it out of love, not out of a, the desire for acclaim or recognition. Or right. being you're doing important. it because you're using God's energy and that you love that energy and you're going to do a good job. But it takes effort to let, you know, sometimes it's, it's harder to handle praise than it is criticism. Because don't, don't we all have a tendency to want to bask a little bit in, in <laughs> the, the praise? And, you know, but you have to be careful because that will take you down quicker probably than even criticism will because it's, it's intoxicating at the human level but it's deadly at the spiritual level. And I think the question that Mrs. Prophet asked was, is this acceptable to God? Mm-hmm. It's a great question yes. to ask. Anything you you know think, say, or do, that's a good measure. Is this acceptable to God? Yeah. Is it the well, right thing to do? The right thing to do. So again, coming back, it comes back to leading by example. Anyway, this has been a great show. It's gone by so fast, again, as they always seem to do. I appreciate all the commentary that we've had here. We've covered a lot of ground. We hope that you out there have found it useful and practical and illuminating. Thank you for being part of this mandala. And, Terry, 
they have any comments for us, what can they do? They can contact us at webradio at tsl.org, mm-hmm. webradio at tsl.org. And we will respond. Yes. And though we, we'd like to say the upward path may sometimes, on occasion, every now and then, <laughs> be difficult. The rewards are, are out, out of, of this world. Are out of this world. Thank you all. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.